the next bill? Committee substitute for House Bill 1, a bill to be entitled an act relating to social media use for minors. Why are you or I not best to parent my kids? Every day, I believe you or I are best to parent our kids. I think that the, um, the nuance of this specific issue is that, um, and when we talk about parental consent on so many other issues, and just consent on so many other issues, that is always through the lens of informed consent. And informed consent is when you actually know what it is um, a child will be consuming. It is, it is looking at a book and knowing the contents of that book and that it won't change. You know, or a movie, that it's got a rating, that the product is not going to change once you get in there, the way a social media platform is constantly changing, constantly feeding you different kinds, qualities, degrees of danger, information, and so forth. And that's part of the challenge. This is Lauren Book, was the Democrat asking the question. And then, of course, you have Aaron Grawl, who's the uh, both state senators, one Democrat, one Republican, running the uh, companion version of HB1 that passed and is now headed to the governor's desk. But this, there were a couple of big discussion points in this conversation. Uh, one was, what about kids who use social media for very, very good things like social activism or running businesses, this would prohibit them from doing so. And the answer is, well, yeah. The reason? Because there's an offsetting harm being experienced by far too many other kids or even those kids. You know, some of the testimony early on in the discussion about this bill was that even the influencers who are making money off of it hate it. (laughs) Like they are suffering from the effects of what they are doing to make money, which is no surprise. We don't allow children to exploit themselves or parents to exploit their children in a whole bunch of ways. And social media is part of that problem for those who are getting paid through it. But that's not all Aaron Grawl explaining that the platforms and the billion dollar companies behind them are deliberately trying to make it so that parents cannot properly assess the danger to their children from these platforms. It's the dynamic nature of these platforms that have been open about their intent to addict our children and keep them in excessive compulsive behavior in order to make money off of the backs of their behavior and keep them in the platform. And so My argument every day is that there is no ability for there to be informed parental consent because the behemoth that is big tech in five companies alone, they made over 222 million, I think, in uh, billion, excuse me, in 2022 in revenues. Um, I'm challenged to find a parent that can keep up with what the power of that dollar is doing to take their child from them. The companies pay people millions upon millions of dollars to properly understand child psychology so that they can design their product to appeal to entice and create addiction like response to their product so as to colonize the next generation of users that they are making money off of that's what they do no parent can keep up with that which is an interesting argument saying that you can be for parental rights as the republicans are and recognize that there are limits to parental rights And that parental rights require informed parental consent, which is exactly what these companies and these products are designed to thwart. Okay, computer. (laughs) You were doing so good 10 seconds ago. Oh, you're killing me. (laughs) No, but this argument that they were having in the Senate was all over this question. And, and that, and by the way, the strongest argument, and I think it is an argument worth taking seriously, is precisely this argument about parental responsibility, about parental, parental rights. Parental rights come with the knowledge of what is 
what is occurring in their child's life. And all of these programs have been set up to be deceptive about the way in which they're interacting with our children in order to divide parents from their children. And so I think that they are antithetical to um, parents' rights and families, and their goal is to break down that structure. And so I think that this bill is very much about empowering parents because the most sophisticated parent would be unable to keep up with the billions of dollar corporations that are coming for our kids. That's it. That's exactly right. And I thought this was a very interesting line of reasoning that she had not used in the committees that I had heard before. And I was glad to hear that particular way of addressing the parental rights. There are other ways to address it, too. We'll come back to this in a second. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? All right. Uh, we uh, This traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. We have a couple accidents to report this morning. Uh, if you're trying to merge onto Highway 29 South from I-10 this morning, we have a two-car accident reported that has traffic at a complete stop getting off of the interstate there. It's a two-car accident on Highway 29 headed south just after the on-ramp to I-10 West. Traffic is getting very backed up there. FHP is not even on the scene yet. The right and center lanes are blocked, so the left lane is the only one that is moving at the moment. Uh, there was also an accident on Avalon Boulevard at the Big Circle K. May have right lane back up there and back up on the side streets getting around that. Um, and that uh, from just in off our traffic tip line, 437-1620, they're saying that uh, it's just westbound before the bridge, uh, overturned vehicle. Uh, so definitely uh, some spots around town to look out for this morning. Executive Landscaping. Call them today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. Thank you for all your traffic tips this morning. If you see anything out there, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to this discussion of uh, what in the Senate, there is just the companion bill to HB1, the one that's the primary designation we've been talking about, uh, which, again, the Senate and the House did pass yesterday and send to the governor's desk. The, this is the one that would make it so you have to prove that you're 18 to view porn online and you have to prove that you're 16 in order to have a social media account. And if you're under that, uh, the accounts cannot – they can be disabled, taken down, will be, and you cannot start an account that way. And then there's some, some intermediate monitoring issues between 16- and 17-year-olds who have social media accounts. And it doesn't define social media – on the basis of any particular platform, but on the basis of a variety, like a kind of a, these are the things that you have, like infinite scrolling, and you can check likes and dislikes to see how things are performing, um, you know, changing content that users control, algorithm that feeds you different information on the basis of what you have consumed before. Uh, there's a big bundle of things that it has to pass in order to test. And one of the questions had been, well, would this capture other things like news sites? No. Would this capture other things like gaming services? No. Although there's a good discussion we had about the dangers of gaming sites, uh, gaming services as well, because you know kids are predated upon through that as well. But back to the uh, the conversation about parental rights, which I think is an important one to have, especially because Republicans have made such a show of being in favor of parental rights. But like anything else, remember. Believing in parental rights doesn't mean that you believe in every single possible parental right there is out there. We obviously don't. There are certain limits to those things. I'm happy that you made mention of the Parental Bill of Rights, and I, I pulled it up from, from last year. And with the Parental Bill of Rights, what we've already known, said the bill provides that the state is political subdivision in any other governmental entity or other institution may not infringe upon the fundamental rights of a parent to direct the upbringing, education, health care, and mental health of a minor child. We voted on that in this, in this body. How are we not violating what we voted on in the Parental Bill of Rights? That's Chev Jones, a Democrat, asking again what I think is a fair question to ask. Senator Grohl, 
Thank you, Madam President. That Bill of Rights does not trump, I believe it's Chapter 39, which is the DCF statute in, in terms of the ability to abuse or neglect children. And, and we've had those conversations as we've talked about how important those rights are, but, but a parent does not have the right to harm their child. The state steps in. The state says, no, you, you don't get to allow your child to drink alcohol all day long at the age of 10. You don't get to traffic your child and continue to have custody of your child and make decisions for them. And that's exactly right. Parental rights you can believe in, and we do, but there are limits. Things that we do not allow parents to do with, to, for their kids. Um, you can believe in parental rights really strongly without believing that every parent has the right to do anything at all with regards to or on behalf of their children. It seems fairly simple. And also, the thing to remember about all this is there's two components. Component number one is the kind of psychological effect that the systems themselves have on kids in their cognitive development and their reward centers, their the, the addicting components of the way these platforms are designed. But then there's just the straight-up child sexual abuse material, recruiting, trafficking, bullying, all of that kind of stuff as well. 82% of online sex crimes against minors started when the perpetrator used the victim's social networking site to gain information and introduction. So what Florida is saying is... It's not safe for people under the age of 16. It's sort of safe for people 16 and 17, and of course, 18 and up, you're fine. And it's very interesting because uh, there have been a lot of questions raised about constitutionality issues, freedom of speech and expression, freedom of association. There's also been a lot of uh, questions raised even by Governor DeSantis about this bill, and I think he's been signaling the possibility that he might veto it. So I asked Alex Andrade about this uh, about 45 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago, and, and he's, our, of course, in the House, he's representative in the House. And uh, he said, yeah, well, the interesting thing is if he doesn't sign it, if, you know, if he vetoes it, that it will come back before end of session. And, of course, we can override that veto with a two-thirds majority. And I'm like, okay, interesting, which I think the votes have been strong enough to get that because you have Democrats voting for this bill. Several Democrats in both chambers voting for this bill. This is not a Republicans-only issue. So I think it's going to pass. Then it's going to be the question of what the courts do with it and what enforcement really looks like. 721 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. And, you know, coming up this summer, you're going to look at your lawn. You're going to think, yes, or you're going to think, dang it, <laughs> not again. Well, you have that choice to make now. Now is the time to start thinking about what you do with a healthy lawn in the summer. And NSEC, they've got a healthy lawn program that makes your lawn healthy, lush, and it helps keep weeds to a minimum. Eight annual applications, timed, program targeted to get your lawn what it needs when it needs it. It's easy to get started with a free lawn analysis and an estimate. Of course, you know what? No obligation with that. Your initial soil sample will include what amendments are needed and will create a plan for your lawn success. You get nutrient applications with each standard service visit, along with seasonal pre-emergent weed control, broadleaf and grassy weed control, turf damaging insect control, and fungicide applications. You also get the Healthy Lawn Program. There's a Healthy Landscape Program for tree and shrub care, aeration, grass plugs, and we'll even recommend grass types. Sign up today. Get your first lawn application free with any new annual lawn program that includes your initial soil sample, lime treatment on an average size yard. You can find out more or sign up today at nsec.net.
Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all-wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback, and the Subaru Forester, visit kellybluebookkbb.com and autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru. Get yours during the Subaru A Lot to Love event. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. I want to thank all of our listeners who tune into our daily Strength for Life segments here in Pensacola and across the country. Thank you for your emails. Thank you for your thoughtful feedback. Thank you for humbly letting God strengthen you through the principles of His Word and the power of His Spirit. If you're interested in more Strength for Life, please check out our YouTube channel. Our radio segments are only 60 seconds in length, but our YouTube video segments provide four to five minute videos of practical Bible content on topics such as overcoming jealousy, how to strengthen your marriage, and much more. Find our YouTube channel by searching Strength for Life Pensacola and be sure to subscribe. We produce fresh video content each week, which is certain to strengthen your walk with God and strengthen your relationship with others. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stephen? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them today at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Pinner Credit Union is here for every move-in day to the perfect home, every trip up the coast in the perfect car, for every business door unlocked, every dollar saved for something special, every dream achieved one goal at a time. We're here because Pinner Credit Union has been a part of this community since 1936, and with affordable lending, flexible accounts, easy access, and smart guidance, we're a perfect fit for the way you bank. Join us at Pinner.org. You'll fit right in. Insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender. News Radio 92.3 gets you live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Hong Kong Fooey, number one super guy. question here somebody says uh will this hb1 restriction on social media accounts for minors apply to residents only or what about tourists and visitors like if a 15 year old from tennessee is visiting and using instagram while at pensacola beach will that get that person in trouble and the answer is no 
Uh, I think the parameter is six months of residency, if I recall from the conversation. It did come up, and that was the answer. So, no, not visitors and uh, not tourists. Jake has got our traffic on the fives. Jake? Okay, we've got a couple spots in town we're looking at here. Uh, first of all, uh, let's get over to my map here. It looks like if you're trying to merge onto I uh, Highway 29 south from I-10, we have an accident reported, and that's going to be a two-car accident on Highway 29 headed south just after the on-ramp to I-10 West. So it's got traffic backed up trying to get onto 29. And if you are already on 29, FHP should be on the scene by now. It's getting very backed up. The right and center lanes are blocked. The left lane is the only one moving at the moment. There was also an accident on Avalon Boulevard at the Big Circle K. May have a, a, the right lane blocked there. And in that same area, I-10 Westbound, just before the Escambia Bay Bridge, we have an overturned vehicle being reported there. So very, very slow traffic getting through that area. If you see anything else out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The entire interchange is terrible. Yes, 29 used, and 10 is It used bad. to be worse, the on-ramp of despair, when you come up on the interior, they fix that. And it is in the long process of being massively renovated so that the east and west I-10 is going to go straight through there, and then you'll have more normal on-ramps and off-ramps. Uh, that's a like that's a long process. It's in the in the works right now. That's I mean that's a several hundred million dollar project that's uh that's going to be happening. They've already been buying all the right away for that. But yeah, especially that east to south that that little off ramp there that they've kind of reconfigured now recently is still not good. <laughs> like spaghetti so junction or something. Yeah. yeah, and it's just you know it's not the kind of thing. It's you know hey we're on the interstate and now we're on whoa Podunk Road America. You know it's like it's it's yeah. it's just terrible the way that thing is. The only part of it that's any good. Honestly, is the um, the off ramp from westbound to northbound, mm. where they've kind of got that all recon, and that's at least okay. But then you get confused because you see all of those little markers in front of you if you're trying to turn left. I don't know. Anyway, talk about that intersection a lot. I used to drive that every day. Yeah, you know, Highway 29 you. is already backed up all the way to Nine Mile now Ugh. on and through Inslee. Mm. Yeah, not not Ooh. a surprise. Uh, Seven twenty eight. We've got David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David. The South Carolina GOP primary is tomorrow, where the state's former governor, Nikki Haley, is still polling well behind former President Trump. Haley has vowed to stay in the race, but Trump has maintained a double-digit lead, including one poll that puts him up by 35 points. A Minnesota judge says MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell will have to pay $5 million to a man who won an arbitration case against him. Lindell had sponsored a challenge offering $5 million to anybody who could prove the data he had about the 2020 election wasn't legitimate. And several pharmacies across the U.S. are being disrupted by hackers that are targeting change healthcare. The hack was discovered earlier this week. The company immediately disconnected its systems. Uh, in some cases, though, the disruption has made pharmacies unable to process insurance claims. Wow. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 729 News Radio 92.3. You know, we got back the uh, kind of the initial reports on the crash for the uh, Osprey, the CV-22. This is a big deal because that platform has had several problems. It's heavily relied upon by the Marines who are already having some of their operations disrupted by the grounding that's been in place since the crash a couple of months ago. The Navy obviously uses it to, you know, resupply some of its ships, and they've gone back to relying more on the old C-2, the Greyhound, or the COD is what they call it. Um, so... This is a big deal, you know, for us here locally. Plus, Osprey pilots in the Marines or the Navy, uh, I think there are Navy ones also, um, would have been trained here at Whiting. So they all come through here and from here. So we care about this, to, not just because of the impact on shipboard operations, but also because of the pilots as well. 
Sports News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden announces there will be more than 500 new sanctions against Russia over the Ukraine invasion that started two years ago tomorrow and opposition leader Alexei Navalny's death in prison last Friday. To state the obvious, he was a man of incredible courage. And it's amazing how his wife and daughter are emulating that. The president's met with Navalny's widow and daughter. His mother says Russian authorities are demanding a secret funeral that she's seen her son's body but is not allowed to claim it. Uh, an Augusta University nursing student in Georgia is found dead. The University of Georgia campus in Athens. Police say the body was found with visible injuries in a forested area behind the lake at the campus when a friend called them concerned that she had not returned from Iran. The university says foul play is suspected. Fox's Sue Guzman classes at both schools are canceled today. Stocks are basically flat ahead of the opening bell on Wall Street. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 731 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is 64 degrees and looks like partly cloudy skies in Pensacola. Now there's a double murder investigation underway. The Escambia Sheriff's Office does say there's a person of interest that's in custody. It's the grandson of the couple that was found dead inside their home yesterday afternoon. Someone saw it on Facebook, on our, our social media platform, and then they called us and said, I think I, I, I know where this person is. Uh, our deputies were in the area, obviously. We went out there, we found him. Sure enough, that's where he was. Uh, he was on foot. We, we took him into custody without incident and, again, transported him to the sheriff's office. Sheriff Chip Simmons, and he tells Channel 3, the deputies were called to this home. It's on Greenbrier Boulevard yesterday afternoon for the welfare check. When they arrived, they found the victims who'd been beaten to death. The person of interest is 24-year-old Jordan King. The victims so far have not been identified other than both being in their 60s. As of yet, no charges have been filed in the case. Escambia County leaders will be moving forward with an exclusive negotiating period of two weeks to see if they can agree to a sales contract for 290 acres of the OLF-8 property. During yesterday's Escambia County meeting, commissioners voted unanimously to enter into exclusive negotiations with Beulah Town Center, LLC. The choice is pretty pretty clear. I think we should move forward with the team that uh, presented the plan. I, you know, I, I know there's issues to be worked out in the contract issues of the top line price, who's going to build the boulevard. Um, but I do think they've been persistent. Um, I, I do appreciate their willingness to follow the master plan. I think that's very important to residents in Beulah. The developers partnering with Tampa-based Metro Development. They specialize in communities with existing master plans. Beulah Town Center's latest purchase offer was $20 million for those 290 acres, with about 250 remaining with the county for the purpose of job creation. Well, we learned earlier this week that a Pensacola man had been charged for an alleged attempted sexual battery, and PPD's Mike Wood gives us uh, more information on that. This individual followed a, uh, a young girl on foot, and she sensed something was wrong. She took off running, and he eventually caught up to her. Uh, she was able to get away, fortunately, uh, uninjured. And... Wood says an alert PPD officer later recognized that suspect, identified as 20-year-old Kazuri Jackson, and took him into custody. He now faces multiple charges related to the case and remains in the Escambia County Jail. A South Florida lawmaker thinks it was pretty cool to be mentioned as a possible running mate for Donald Trump. District 19 Congressman Byron Donalds talked yesterday about Trump's comment this week that Donalds is on his VP shortlist. Donalds told uh, Spectrum 13 News that it was a bit surreal, but he says he's just working hard doing his job and not worrying about anything else. Donald's, though, 
did say he would do the job if he were asked because he wants to win. Now, kids might not be able to access their their favorite social media apps for a whole lot longer. The state legislature voting yesterday to ban minors from using sites with addicting features. Those features including infinite scrolling, push notifications, or any way to see how many likes something gets. No specific apps were named in the bill. Governor DeSantis does say there are issues with HB1 that may need to be addressed before he signs it. 735 at News Radio, and Jake's got a look at our traffic on the fives. Okay, if you're on Highway 29 this morning, uh, we have a two-car accident being reported just after the on-ramp to I-10 West. Has traffic really, really backed up. The right and center lanes are blocked, so the left lane is the only one that is moving at the moment. Getting onto Highway 29 from I-10 East is a standstill. Uh, It's just going to cause major tie-ups this morning. Also, we have an overturned vehicle reported on I-10 Westbound. That's just before the Escambia Bay Bridge. Uh, So really going to slow things down there until you get over the water. Uh, If you see anything else out there slowing you down, you can always call or text on our traffic tip line. It's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Light showers possible through the morning hours. Temperatures warming up near 72 degrees in the afternoon. Rain showers come to an end by the afternoon. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping to 46. Beautiful and sunny weather for Saturday with a high near 68 degrees. Saturday night temperatures dropping near 44. We'll keep sunny skies around for Sunday with a high near 66 degrees and a low near 55. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. 64 in Pensacola, 64 in Gulf Breeze, 65 in Milton. Your next news at 8 o'clock. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. The U.S. Justice Department has named a Princeton University academic as its first chief artificial intelligence officer. Jonathan Mayer, a computer scientist and lawyer, will serve as one of the primary policy advisors on issues that require technical expertise, particularly those related to artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, and other areas of emerging technology. Mayer will also assist with technical talent recruitment. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission says Reddit has filed for an initial public offering. The social media company did not detail how many shares it would issue or the price of each share. In 2023, Reddit reported a net loss of just over $90 million compared to the loss of just over $158 million for the year prior. The company also posted full-year revenue growth of 21% to $804 million amid higher expenses and research and development. Futures are little change. The Dow Industrials were up 456. That's your money now. Fleet Feet Pensacola, your running, walking shoe store, now open on Sundays. Come by our Pensacola store at 236 West Garden Street, across from Everman. We use our Fit ID scanner and pressure plate analysis to fit you in the right running, walking, or comfort shoe. We offer running and walking coach training programs. Fleet Feet is here to make your life better. Get your free foot scan today at Fleet Feet on Garden. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. 
Are you hungry for news that keeps you informed, is local and dependable? Look no further than News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and on AM 1620. We're your trusted source for all the latest happenings in the Emerald Coast. From breaking news to in-depth reports, we've got you covered. Our team of experienced journalists brings you the stories that matter most to our community. Stay connected with local events, weather updates, and traffic reports, ensuring you're always one step ahead. We're News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. aims at addressing situations when individuals feel threatened by bears on the private property and believe the use of lethal force is necessary for self-defense. The Senate Amendment of the House bill is um, to provide that a person who lures a bear with food or attractants for illegal purposes, included but not limited to training dogs to hunt bears, is not eligible for for the bill's protection against the administrative, civil, or criminal penalty. This is Representative, uh, sorry, Senator Corey Simon, the sponsor of the bill on the Senate side that we've been talking quite a bit about because of the. It's basically a panhandle-related bill to allow people in self-defense to kill uh, black bear if they encounter them, you know, in their home or on their property, or they're threatening their pets or serious substantial damage to their homes. That's basically the parameters of it. Critics say that this is going to unleash the shooters on the bears and you know lead to poaching and the killing of bears who really aren't threatening you or aren't dangerous, and the bill sponsor and other people have said, well, a lot of times they're not, but sometimes they really are. Lori Berman, a Democratic senator. Where does FWC derive its authority to regulate wildlife from? Uh, I believe that's constitutional. So does this bill conflict with the FWC rules and the constitutional rules regarding bears? Uh, In coming up with the language for this particular bill, I did consult with FWC, and they are on board with the rules change. And that's kind of interesting because um, FWC had not really been at the hearings prior to that, so that's the first we've really seen of them being represented in the discussion about all this. Another Democrat, Tina Scott Polsky. My concern is these more residential areas that have seen bear visits, and you could be shooting into someone else's backyard. And we know that people, given the permission or the license to shoot would more likely shoot than you said some of your constituents are concerned about it and don't shoot because they're afraid to get in trouble. Well, isn't that kind of what we want? We want that hesitation, not only for safety of all the humans, but for the protected species of the bear. Uh, No, uncertainty is not a good thing when you're facing a life or death situation. You want to be certain and not to have to question what's going to happen. She seems to think that it's better if people aren't sure whether they'd be safe or not in protecting their own life. Because the argument all along has been the Democrats have been saying, no, your common law justification of self-defense and necessity will protect you. And they say the Fish and Wildlife say that that's true. But if you actually read the statute, it's far from clear that that is the case. In fact, Jonathan Martin in his close actually read the statute as evidence. No person shall take, possess, injure, shoot, collect, or sell a bear or any of its parts uh, or to attempt to engage in such conduct except as authorized by commission rule or by permit from the commission. 
So when you read that rule, and that is the message that's going out to the people, that they need a permit to protect themselves. Right. Somebody who's reasonably well aware of the law will still wonder, I don't know, is this okay? Am I going to get in trouble? And that moment of hesitation, if you're facing a real danger, I mean, that can be the difference between your life and death. Uh, back to Tina Scott Polsky. Um, you're hearing an interesting sort of flavor to this conversation come through from the Democrats, particularly Lori Berman and Tina Polsky. And I want to play it for you because you'll hear it too, okay? That ultimately their response here isn't so much about the bears and protecting the bears. It's more about their aversion to guns. We know this is a gun-happy culture, and giving them the permission to shoot is what this bill is doing instead of taking every single precaution that we could possibly take to prevent the taking of a protected species and potentially other human life. She even said that she's worried that bad shots will just wound bears and make them worse, more dangerous for people. And also there have been stories about how it is difficult it is to shoot a bear and to kill it. And then you have an injured bear that is way more dangerous running around and potentially hurting other people. I mean, it's just like shooting, you know, some big person who's threatening you. It's very hard to hit a person, you know, and then you might just wound them and make them more dangerous and then they go hurt other people. I mean, this is this is good concern to be raised about self. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's so funny when you get yourself into the adverse position to an idea and it's kind of like any argument will do if I want to say no. This was my favorite one, though. Lori Berman, another Democrat. If there's a bear on your block and you're shooting at it. I'm really worried about the other people on your block also. I mean, I, I, you know, I certainly don't want a bear on my block, but if I saw a bear on my block, I'd get everybody in and I would call law enforcement. I would call FWC or whoever local law enforcement and ask them to take care of it. We shouldn't have like open shooting on our streets. You're putting it, you know, in any area, you're jeopardizing people, you're jeopardizing children if you're going to be allowing that. Have they been to the fair and think that that's what's going to happen? It's just going to be like the bear shooting gallery down Fifth Street or whatever. Like, it's such a, first of all, they think it's come out a couple times that they think we live in the wilderness. They think that the panhandle is all just like forest and cottages and rural and poverty. That's their, like, they've never been to Pensacola, I guarantee you, because the way they talk about this area, it's just so funny to hear it. And then on top of that, what they think is going to happen is we're just going to be like, plink, 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 plink. Everybody's going to be running out, Yosemite Sam shooting up the town. We shouldn't have, like, open shooting on our streets. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Settle down, Senator Berman. Now, I will say this. I want to give credit where credit is due. Um... Bobby Powell is a Democrat, and yet I like that he was willing to be a little bit fun about this because there's room for fun in this conversation. Further debate. Senator Powell, you're recognized. Thank you, Mr. President. I just couldn't bear not to speak. (laughs) The debate is unbearable. Um, I was just... Sometimes... Is he going for a third? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're describing all bears as a monolithic group. But each bear and each type of bear is its own entity. There's black bears, there's brown bears, and there's grizzly bears. And, uh, Wait for it. There's polar bears, there's koala bears, and there are gummy bears. <laughs> and I don't want us to pass this legislation and have a bunch of people going around shooting gummy bears or care bears. 
Oh my gosh. Or share bears. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> you ask for serious policy discussion. I give you the Florida Senate. They may be in your neighborhood, but they're there maybe looking for food and they're not looking to eat people. They may be eating jam in your garage or somebody's left their garbage open. So we have to be humane because caring is sharing. And we need to make sure that we're protecting the least of those in this legislation. (laughs) Senator Simon, with that, unfortunately, I can't vote. Um, I just couldn't bear to vote for this bill because of the bears. Further further debate. Any further debate? Please. Any other debate. Make it stop. (laughs) Make it go away. Uh, We'll come back to the closing arguments here in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right. Our main areas of focus this morning, Highway 29 southbound. We have a two-car accident reported just after the on-ramp to I-10 West has things really slowed down in all directions. The right and center lanes are blocked right now, so the left lane is the only one that's moving. If you're trying to get onto Highway 29 from I-10 East, it's really at a standstill. We also have an overturned vehicle being reported. This is uh, I-10 westbound just before the Escambia Bay Bridge. Overturned vehicle really slowing things down there as well. If you see anything else out there slowing us down, let me know. 437-1620. I'm... Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Man, I was going to try to throw <laughs> a bear in there, but no, I'm not going to. Mine tastes uh, like no, berries. No, but like, uh, you know, you've been a good addition to the show, and I like listening to you talk. And like when you do pep talk, you really bear your soul. <laughs> I do. I've cried twice in three months. I'd say I'm, I'm above average. <laughs> so Jonathan Martin, the sponsor, is giving his clothes and dispelling some of the erroneous information that had been spread throughout the various hearings and in the Senate during the conversation. I do want to make one correction because there is uh, there is this misconception that the black bear is a protected species here in the state of Florida. It is not. Uh, it is not currently a protected species. And so I do want to make corrections to that. And he also wanted to get at this idea that, uh, you know, well, we'll just go hide in our house and call the police and they'll be there in a couple of minutes. Well, true in some places. Not true everywhere, and certainly not all that helpful if the bear is actually in your living room threatening you and your family and your pets. When we talk about a bear entering your home, and many of us say, oh, well, we'll just call the cops. And in many of your neighborhoods, a cop will be there within two to seven minutes, maybe sometimes ten. One of my sheriffs that represents Dixie County showed up at the last stop for this bill. And I really wanted... Um, Sheriff Darby come because he has a very unique experience. He's not only the sheriff of Darby uh, of, of Dixie County, but he also worked for FWC for 19 years. And when you patrol such a large area in these fiscally constrained counties, when you only have maybe two or three deputies on call at a time, showing up in your house could be two hours. For a bare issue, it could be the next day. It just depends on how many folks and how close they may be to your residence. Yeah, so this is a problem that he didn't invent. It's basically because you have an unclear rule from FWC and people are telling him all about it. And, you know, the basic problem here, if we go back to the conversation that took place in the House, is many, perhaps even most bears are fine, good, normal, not threatening anybody. But you want to create clarity. So if it's a choice between house and home and pet, child and bear, you know that if it's a threat to you, an imminent threat to you, you're allowed because we're not talking about normal bears. You have heard it time and time again that bears are 
are, are shy and scared and they, they, they're timid. They stay away. That's true. Those aren't the bears we're talking about in this bill. We're talking about the ones that uh, are on crack and they break your door down and they're standing in your living room growling and tearing your house apart. Those are not the bears that these folks are talking about. So when you run into one of these crack bears, you should be able to shoot it, period. And, and you shouldn't have to pause or, or be afraid that you're going to have to get you're going to get arrested or harassed or pay fines and penalties. That's just in, that's crazy. Just say no to crack bears. 751 on news. <laughs> I love it because David was off the week we were covering this and now he's back and he hadn't heard then I can I love the cackle I hear through the glass, David. That makes me the most <laughs> excited. 751 on news radio. Gummy bears and crack bears. That's your Florida legislature. 751 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, maybe selling for the first time or buying for the first time, I mean, both can be a little bit of a frightening experience and lots of things to deal with. And you're not sure. And maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. What should I anticipate? How long will it take? What price can I get or have to pay? Good questions. Ask your questions of somebody who knows the answers. I don't know them. Ask Christina Leavenworth. This is what she loves helping people understand. Make good decisions. She sold 175 homes last year. She and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. I mean, it's 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 amazing what they do. Uh, she loves sitting down with people just talking about real estate and even not just answering your questions, but helping you ask better ones, ones you were like, oh, that is a good question. That's a, What's the answer to that question? I'm glad you thought of it. I mean, I thought, I mean, you know, but that's the point. She just loves to help. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. For a short month, February sure has a lot going on. The big game, Mardi Gras, Valentine's, and President's Day, to name a few. So, what else can we celebrate? How about a very low interest rate and $500 cash when you finance a 2024 Volkswagen at Feedmore Imports? That's right. Feedmore Imports now offers 1.9% financing for 48 months on all 2024 Tiguan and Taos models, plus $500 customer cash. The 2024 Tiguan S from 29101 and financing for 1.9% at 48 months. The 2024 Taos S from 24991 and 1.9% financing at 48 months. Plus the 2024 Volkswagen Jetta S now from 22481 with available financing of 1.9 at 48 months. These deals won't last long, so hurry to feed more imports. They're not in Car City, but at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates and bonus cash for qualifying credit. CCI must take retail delivery by March 4th, 2024. See dealer for details. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMEX Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping at Barnes Feed Store. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. 
I wasn't the best because I killed quickly. I was the best because the crowd loved me. Win the crowd and you'll win your freedom. Good morning, 754 here on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, cocaine bear, crack bear, gummy bear, koala bear. Um, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, didn't somebody send in a pun? We have. We always have people. Josh. Oh, man, these are good, too. Well, what do you got? Uh, hey, a really quality segment. Thank you. Quality. Nice. I had to Nicely pause done. and laugh. Oh, a double. A double. A double. All right. I see you, Josh. Um... Uh, by any chance, do our Florida State legislators uh, serve a term on the Milton City Council as on-the-job training? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's that's just cold right there. Uh, somebody says, set off a string of firecrackers. That'll scare the bear away. Shooting a gun in a residential area is never a good idea. Um, yeah, because everybody has firecrackers on them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I carry some in my pocket all the time, just in case, you know. <laughs> what are you, are you Bart Simpson? Those are illegal, too, if you're not, you know, New Year's Eve or scaring off the birds. Um, actually, I don't know if that provision still exists. Can you use firecrackers as agricultural deterrent now that they changed the law? I, I assume you still can. But uh, anyway, somebody says, if you haven't seen the movie Cocaine Bear, it is a must-see movie. No, I have seen. I even have occasional sound drops I play from it. Uh, da- let's see. Yeah, let's get traffic before we go to David. Jake's got a traffic on the fives. Jake? All right. Uh, Highway 29 South is our story this morning. Uh, there, we have a two-car accident reported just after the on-ramp to I-10 West has things slowed down. Uh, traffic is backed up all the way through Inslee up to 9 Mile. Uh, the right and center lanes are blocked, so the left lane is the only one that's moving right now. Crews are on the scene. Getting onto Highway 29 from I-10 East is still at a standstill right now. Also, I-10 westbound just before the Escambia Bay Bridge. We have an overturned vehicle there uh, slowing things down uh, really, really badly on I-10 westbound getting over the bridge. If you see anything else out there, let me know. You can call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Oh, my God. These texts won't stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Somebody says, uh, uh, does the bill have any clawbacks in it? Ow. No, there's no funding in it whatsoever. Uh, somebody else says, uh, man, this bear issue is really polarizing. Mm. You're the best. You're we, the we've best. Opened, Happy Friday. We've opened Pandora's box. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, my goodness. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't understand why koalas aren't considered bears. They don't. They meet the qualifications. Okay, David, this is too much. Hey, hold you on got- real quick before we move on from the bear discussion. Yeah, go on. All right, so there were black bears. There were grizzly bears, polar bears. What, what, bear. what other type of bears? Pol- polar bears, uh, gummy bears, care bears. Oh, I'm a gummy bear. I'm sorry. This is all I could think about as soon as I heard gummy bears. What is the uh, the Chinese candy that's like the gummy, the harubi or hanubi? What am I? Herbo. Herbo. That's yes, it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, all right. We have fully exhausted this topic. I'm sure we have. <laughs> right. Keep texting your puns. David's got our news. Moving David. on to crawfish. The crawfish season should be hitting high gear right about now, but it's finding itself in dire straits. Experts say there's been a historic drought in both Texas and Louisiana. It's led to the worst crawfish season ever for farmers. We talked to some of the farmers yesterday, and they said they were only catching like 25 sacks. Well, they should be catching, you know, hundreds of sacks right now. 
That is Nikki Fitzgerald from Texas A&M. She says the drought forced the crawfish to burrow deeper into the ground. Many never came out. The ones that did are a lot smaller. Uh, says, unfortunately, it's not looking good for the rest of the crawfish season. And we've got an update on the AT&T outage yesterday. Uh, AT&T does say their wireless network has been fully restored. Uh, and uh, they've provided an update on the cause. They're saying it was a software error when they upgraded their network and not the result of a cyber attack. And, of course, also Verizon and T-Mobile also had issues. They say that was because of uh, more of AT&T's customers trying to connect to their networks. All right. Very good. Oh, well, I thought you said the crawfish market was in. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I was looking for a rogue open browser window. What's going on here? I thought it was me. <laughs> I just, it's Friday. It's We're just in a good mood. We're having fun. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk to Julio Diaz about movies. Then we'll have the transgressors ceremony and the wrap. If you have plumbing issues of any kind, uh, leaky faucet, uh, drip, weird sound in the wall, or inadequate water supply, 477-8722. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.